overseas policy in many instances either reflect or take into account the proximity of the United States. Living next to you is in some ways like sleeping with an elephant. No matter how friendly or even tempered is the beast, I can call it that, one is affected by every twitch and grunt. Ladies and gentlemen, it is September 26th, and welcome to episode number 32 of the Sleeping with the Elephant podcast, where we put the you in color commentary. Huh? Huh? With myself, Mr. Paul Swickard. And with me, as always, is Mr. Ryan. I'm pretty sure you could punch him in the face and he still want to be your friend, Murphy. Hello, Ryan. Well, it's funny. We actually have our national sport is based around that fact. Um, Based around punching people in the face and still wanting to be friends? Yeah, it's called hockey. <laughs> and I guess it's not our national sport, but people know what I mean when I when I say that. Yeah, in hockey. I actually was watching, uh, we're still in uh, you know preseason exhibition games, and there was a fight that broke out on the ice between all the players that were on the ice and the goalies, and they were punching each other, and man, do I love that game. See, I feel like Canada is kind of has a lot of pent up aggression and they need an outlet and i think hockey provides them somewhat of an outlet you can only hold a door open for somebody and say <laughs> i for like lit- 20 minutes and nobody lets you through i apologize or, to someone as i was holding the door open like that's how uh, that's you how we apologized as you hold, held open the door for somebody else it's the whole double door what scenario were you- what, okay, describe this scenario. What is this? I'm like walking out of the bank, and it's like a foyer type area. So I didn't hold the door the first time, and and he kind of had to catch it on the way as I was walking. It's like, oh shit, I better hold the other door. I feel bad. So I was like holding the door, and as he was walking out, I was like, oh, sorry, I didn't get the door for you before. And he's like, oh, it's all good, man. See you at the <laughs> hockey game after. Was, no, he was he a hippie? No, <laughs> no. It's all there, good, man. It's all good, man. But there are hippies. Where I'm from, there are hippies. They're a little more relaxed than American hippies. I think the weed is better up here. That is weird. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not sure how I feel about that one. It's more medicinal up here, I think. Medicinal. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, oh, It'd be cooler if you did. All right. You need to stop that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you have more wedding stories, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I took a bunch of meetings over the last week, and one of those meetings was with a, a caterer that, you know how with weddings you have your cocktail hour, your salads, your entrees, your dessert, your cakes, your cake dessert, your desserty uh. cake, and then you finally get to the <laughs> point where you have the uh, midnight snack, you know? Dude, um, I, uh... Like, you have no idea how far from the truth that is about my own wedding. Oh? Yeah, yeah that's just not the case, my man. Well, some uh, actually, that's funny because I was, I, was, uh, I was talking to one of the caterers about American weddings because they, they have a lot of American friends. And they were saying that in America, uh, a wedding can sort of just end in the afternoon. Whereas for Canadians, it's like the wedding starts at like 2 and the ceremony's over, and then you take pictures, and then you have a big giant dinner, and then you have a big giant dance, and it ends around 1 a.m. Like, it's a party. Is that not how weddings work in the States? Uh, you know, 
I don't want to. I don't want to besmirch your view of what an American wedding is like. Well, what is an I American? Feel like we- I, I've only seen American wedding like once or twice, so that's all I know. That's all oh, I you know, Ryan Murphy's tired when he pulls out jokes like that in the beginning of the show. <laughs> At the top of the show, he's already going for the stupid. And you Shut know what? I, I I just think. No, your wedding, I've been to all kinds of weddings, dude. Like, you know, some of them very traditional, others not so much. I think out of all the weddings I've been in, mm-hmm. like, I, I got to say, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, horn here but <laughs> mine was the weirdest. Oh, yeah. Like, mine was the most unique out of all of them, I feel. You were talking not- about a football game, right? Did we talk about that on the air last? Oh time? yeah, we did. We may okay. have. So we don't need to. Re- we don't need to tread new ground on that. But what's with what's with the poutine? So poutine is like a national favorite is. around yeah. here. And um, I found out that they well, have poutine bars for uh, for the midnight snack. Like they'll set up like a fries, gravy, like cheese station, and you can go through <laughs> as a buffet and make your poutine, and that's your midnight snack for your wedding. Isn't that awesome? Dude. I just I knew you'd get a kick out of that as soon as I heard this. I can't wait to tell my American friend about this. <laughs> He's just gonna be like, man, what is there like a maple syrup pancake breakfast? And it's like, yes, there is. Are you like- familiar with the term Minnesota nice? No. Alright, so my wife is from Minnesota and she and I went to a wedding in Minnesota. Not too long ago, right? Maybe a couple of years. Okay. And to to part- to see the wedding of an old friend of hers. Mm-hmm. And what they decided to do is go up further north in Minnesota, which is primarily like just basically like lake lake houses and and uh, forest and very big bugs. That's basically what's up there. So we were in the <laughs> we were in there we were in the forest for I don't know four days, right? And it just four days. Holy crap! That sounds was, dangerous. How many was, how many logs did you have to poop over, or was there indoor plumbing? There, was, thank God, there was indoor plumbing. Good. No, I mean it was just an odd experience. Like we were there way too long. Like Aaron wanted to help, and God bless her, but I was just. I was I, we were trying very hard to be nice to these people and the the idea for Minnesota nice is they are you know cordial to you up to your face but behind your back and sort of you know, passive aggressively they despise you oh yeah so the like it reminded me actually reminded me a bit of Canada well i mean we like, <laughs> we have the capability to hate people um, and I mean, like, there's still that high school mentality w- within people where they're all nicey nice in front of them, and then they're mean in behind their backs. But you know, I don't think that's 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 a culture that you know a lot of people have. Um, that's just stupid that human be, nature. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that's human nature. But anyway, anyway, moving on, sir. I mm-hmm. think that's enough. Wedding, unless there was something else you wanted to talk about. Um. Well, I mean, I am going on a retreat. Of some sort. A retreat? I wouldn't call it a retreat. But it is you just wet- did. I, I know. <laughs> it is. I guess it is kind of a retreat. You know, um, a friend of mine's getting married. And luckily this show is going up after we get back. But 
uh, we're surprising him for his bachelor party. We're taking him on a whitewater rafting tour. Um, we're going up to the Ottawa River. Going to go down the Ottawa River in a raft. Gonna, I don't know. What do you do on a raft? I've never been rafting. Try not to fall in, I guess, is the goal. <laughs> that Well, that is a goal. It is not, I would not say it is the goal. It is a goal. Well, I would think the goal is to not fall in. <laughs> you you shouldn't fall in. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. Like, we get life jackets. I think we get life jackets. I hope we get life jackets. It would with rafting. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Good. Because I mean, I. I well, excuse I'd like to think I. Float, you may but... not get a life ra- life jacket. It depends how nice is, I am. That it. Well, no. I was going to say it's possible depending on the quality of your guide. Assuming oh, you have one. Well, this is like a. This isn't like a, a mom pa like get in the raft and we'll pick you up down down at the end of the river. This is a. This is so a, this is a, extreme rafting. It's a resort, but it's all guided tours, and there's people involved that know what they're doing, and um, there are some outdoorsy people that will be joining us. I, for one, am not an outdoorsy person. Um, and I think it was last week we were talking about alcohol and how it makes me more nervous. But there's like a certain perfect level where I've had like a couple drinks and I've hit <laughs> that like I'm not nervous. But if I have another drink, I might get nervous again. So I've got my Canadian case of Canadian out at the door ready to take it on this epic trip. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll probably have more information after I've braved the Canadian wilderness next week wanted to set it up in case people were wondering why there was a new Canadian on the show um, next week. <laughs> they, you folks are a dime a dozen. No offense. Nah. Well, we have plenty of dimes. I don't know. What All right, means. moving on. All right, let's get to some news. What's in the I, news, Paul? Not a lot other than speeches. Well, oh, God, the speeches. How could you have anything else in the news? This speech has been going on since we last left. Exactly right. right I'm not... Oh, right sorry. Uh, you, you Trust me, you're going to hear plenty of this guy. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, I don't know how quite how to say this. I'll start with the facts. Uh, sexist... sexist. <laughs> Uh, Texas Senator Ted Cruz. He may be a sexist. I don't know. We haven't seen that part of him yet. He's exactly. Mainly focusing on Obamacare. He is. He made a speech in front of other senators, uh-huh. and oh God, it started at two forty one Eastern Standard Time, okay. and continued for twenty one hours. How does something hours. like that work? Hours. Did he go Ryan to the Murphy. bathroom? No. Did he eat? No. Did he drink? No. Well, he shouldn't. I mean, maybe he drank something if it was brought to him. I just, I don't. How is that possible? Do they not have hours of operation at this? My God. Okay. So, his, the whole point of him doing this. Okay, it, this requires some context. So, there's this thing called the filibuster. And you'd think I'd be making this up. Sounds like a Dunkin' Donuts special. Get your filibuster filled <laughs> with the bustiest that. sauce. Dude. Oh, man. I, you know what the sad part is, is? I'm pretty sure that would sell a lot. Mm, I want a filibuster right now. I am so hungry for a filibuster. The, the idea, and you'd think, again, you'd think I'd be making this up. It sounds like a stupid game. I, I still think you are, to be honest. 
a filibuster is what happens when – and I don't know the technical details. But basically when someone takes the, sta- the stand on a particular issue, if a vote needs to be cast, they have the right to continue talking until whenever. So what the idea is is that if a person talks long enough, then the, the Senate or the House can't vote. That is the stupidest so it has to get thing delayed. I've ever heard. <laughs> Why is this still a thing? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I just and the funny thing is, is I didn't hear a lot about this rule. It, it's got to be archaic because I hadn't heard a lot about this until recent years. Like, it, uh, you, how is this the way things work? But anyway, anyway, I say all that to say this: when I found out this guy was talking for twenty-one hours, I figured. It was because he was trying to delay a vote on Obamacare. Right. But he's not. Oh. Because the vote has already gone through and it's already passed. He just did it for funsies. So, okay. I guess <laughs> the next question I have is, sure, talking... And that for- almost makes it worse. Yeah. No, it, it does. It almost does. Like, there was no point. It was just him talking. <laughs> And, oh, my God, the stuff he would bring up. See, I'm pretty sure, like, in Canada, when they have these sort of speeches, they say, well, guys, hey, it's time. F- it's, <laughs> like, uh, it's 4 or 5 o'clock, and we better head home because our Tim Hortons is closing. <laughs> like, I mean, sounds reasonable, I was right? trying to translate it so you would understand, and I think you got the message that, you know, we stop talking at a specific time. Like, that. <laughs> A vote is super important. And I mean, how childish is it that, hey, if I distract mommy and daddy long enough, maybe they won't decide on what I get to have for dinner and I can That's just have cookies. That's what it feels like, right? That's kind of the way this feels. It kind of feels like it's an endurance run. And, okay. It's, if you talk long enough, then we can't decide. But he's like, it, yeah. it's, ah, man, this is so dumb. Like, I can't <laughs> believe something like this exists. And, and I mean, okay. When he is okay, two questions: sure. Is he smart? And did the twenty-one hour speech mean make anything? Se- mean anything? Make sense? Like, uh, or did he just ramble for twenty-one hours? <laughs> yeah, kind of make either. Neither would have surprised me. Huh. Well, a coherent, you know, an informative and coherent speech for twenty-one hours—that would very much surprise me. So you got to think: You talk for twenty-one hours. Uh, what? Like, where? what subject matter are you going to go to? Like, you've been on... Okay, here's... All right, I didn't think about this. But you played video games for how long? Uh, During the Extra Life? Oh, well, yeah, 24 thing? hours. Right. Yeah. Now, what, what kind of subjects did you have to, like, just think about and cover during that time period? And you had a distraction. Well, I mean, that's just it. Like, 24 hours of anything is is the worst punishment ever. I mean, like, this guy... All right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't understand how anybody could sit there and, like, am I allowed a bathroom break if if he's talking? You don't have to, like, that's the thing, is if I heard, if all of a sudden I heard a senator, let's say I'm a senator, a California senator, if somebody got up there and said... I am going – like this is literally what he said. He said, I'm going to talk until I don't have any strength left in my legs. Right. I would be like, all right, I'm out. I would, <laughs> I would stick around. what you said tomorrow because <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing 
helpful or informative or constructive that you could say in that amount of time that I would not be able to have summarized for me at the, at the briefing the next day. Okay, here's my next question. I've never really understood it. Obamacare to Canadians, when we hear like the brass tacks of it, it's like, great, America's moving towards socialized health care. We love it up here. It's great. It makes uh, Breaking Bad type situations uh, not happen as often. Um, <laughs> join that I know, because those Breaking Bad situations. Man. Oh, my God. The, the, the Canadian... Uh, comics and and jokes about Breaking Bad Canada edition have just sort of def- they flood up every time Breaking Bad comes back but anyway really yeah it happens never thought every about year. that so it's all about like it's about socialized healthcare and Breaking Bad it's just literally like they, there's one called Breaking Bad Canada edition and it's Walt in the scene where he's getting his cancer news and <laughs> it's like you have cancer it's like oh my god and, and then the next scene it's just like you know, the end. Socialized healthcare wins. You know, it's, it, it, you know the other one's a little more you know um, put together in the sense that it's like, well, how will I pay for this? It's like, oh, we're not a barbaric government. We have you know, you're a taxpayer and you're covered. And it's like the end. You know, I so I ask, <laughs> is Obamacare really that bad? No, because I'm seeing people I respect on the internet that are like personalities, but they they despise it. They hate it. It's like it's a thing they just want to take and fucking tear it apart. I don't. I don't understand. I don't. I. If you're asking me the nit, the nitty gritty of what this is, I couldn't tell you. I do know. I'll tell you what I know. Okay. I know that it is not socialized healthcare in and of itself. Okay. It, it, it just isn't. You essentially have the option of opting into this thing. Wait. You have an option to opt in. That's the idea. So and wait, pe- and it co- and it tries to cover people. A, a lot, a, a big portion of it uh-huh. is trying to cover people that were otherwise uncoverable. Oh, well, that sounds That's, good. It does. Does so, it cost me anything as a normal time, taxpayer? Well, well, let me just let me uh, ta- uh, sure. Uh, I, th- this comes at a cost, right? So there are a few facets to this, right? Um, w- by the time this thing got actually passed. It had been ripped up and rebuilt so many times. People kind of just didn't know what it did anymore, myself included. So a lot of people feel like even people who support the idea, which is me, I think as a, as a general idea, I think, I think, I think we as Americans need to do something about healthcare. Uh, Having said that, it really, I mean, it doesn't do a whole lot for someone like my, for someone like me, uh-huh. because I, you know, I have, I'm employed, like, and we tied long time ago, we tied healthcare to employment, so that's a big part of the problem. So, it, it so yeah. Anyway, yeah, so it benefits a a rather large group of people that don't have coverage. But it's, the problem is, is that the entire nation ends up paying for that as a tax. No, upgrade? that well, see, okay, no, I would not. I see. I don't think most people would argue. People who are for it, I think most of them would argue that it doesn't help enough people, just mm. because there's all kinds of rules and things like that. Um, one of the provisions, and this has been in the news a lot lately, one of the provisions of the healthcare bill is that if you are a um, small business or any kind of business for that matter. And you have more than fifteen employees, then you are mandated to provide a a healthcare option for those people. 
So, and a lot of really sleazy things has ha- have happened as a result of that. For example, and this is this really sucks. So, this is they're trying one. You if you uh, oh, how to say this? If you don't want to do it, the price of the fine that you'd pay is actually less than what healthcare would cost. So any small business would actually pay less to not do it still. That's mm-hmm. point A. And point B, and if you don't want to do that, what a lot of a lot of places are doing is they are, you know, I, I don't know if you're familiar with part-time versus full-time, but if you work at least 40 hours a week, you're considered a full-time employee, right. at, you know, most hourly rates. Uh, and what they'll do, what companies have decided to do, is cut people's hours, so they're not they're not full time anymore. So they're therefore they don't need health coverage, right? And I mean that's real sleazy. Like I, I yeah, it's a it's a cluster. <laughs> it, it really is. it really is like. I, it sounds like it's really tough for your country to make progress on really important issues. No, I know. And well, another thing that's being brought up is that any senator or any uh, public official has the option for a government health plan. <laughs> so it, it just gets weird at that point. Right. <laughs> like, so these people are enjoying the benefits of healthcare coverage and, and by taxpayers, and they do not want to dole it out themselves. Now, I I totally get that this costs money, and I totally get that we need to find it, but this needs to happen. Oh, like, yeah. we, we, uh, we healthcare cannot continue to go the way it's going. Too many people are getting screwed over, and too many people. I, I, where I kind of draw the line with this whole thing is, if you're a rational person, say Ryan Murphy, you get sick, right? You get yeah. really sick. It happens. Like, Right, and through no fault of your own even. I don't mm-hmm. care, and even if it were, whatever. Everybody screws up in some way. But w- let's say it wasn't your fault. Let's say you just got you got the flu or whatever. I shouldn't have sniffed that chicken. Exactly. Yeah. And you go to the doctor and says, Ryan Murphy, you have a sinus infection, uh, right? You, dear. And, you're in, and you're in pain, right? Yeah. So he says to you, okay, in order to cure yourself – you need antibiotics. Any rational human being is going to do it. And, For sure. And, to, and because of that reason alone, like if it costs – and what is, so what, how do you put a price tag on that? How do you put a cost benefit to you? Like, okay, you have the option of paying – let's say – Let's say it's a ridiculous amount. Let's say it's five hundred bones, and that's not ridiculous if you're not covered under if you're not covered. But let's say it's five hundred dollars, so you don't have to be in agony anymore. And by the way, your eardrums won't burst. Yeah, so you can live. Like, so it's like, okay, I guess I'm gonna pay five hundred dollars. It, it it that's where this thing gets really shaky for me. Is that if you're a, if you break your arm, if you do any number of things, you need to get this stuff done. You can't not do it. Doing so is jeopardizing your life. Mm-hmm. How how am I, as a reasonable human being, supposed to deal with the fact that it's going to cost me a ridiculous amount of money if I'm not covered 
under a under a plan that isn't that is just god awful expensive. So here's what so I, I, I I don't understand why there are people out there that think this is a bad idea. Cuz um cuz it's going to cost too much. Really? That's the other it's thing like cost it, too much. That's the what that's the and it, the typical line from more conservative more conservative bents which I get is that it's a tax on small business. So mm. in fact he used he used a fucking he used an analogy of White Castle. You know what White Castle is? Yeah, that's isn't that like a major chain of burgers? Yeah, it, it's like, yes, he makes major burgers. In fact, you know what, folks? I've talked enough about this. I've talked long enough. Here, why don't I play you some clips of this? Ooh, clip? clips, yes. Yeah, okay. So he goes all kinds of places. And this is just from – this is public record. You can see this yourself, so I can probably play – probably play a good chunk of this but anyway this 21 is hours coming at you folks yeah right 21 hours non-stop i'm sure you'll all be thankful <laughs> hang on uh let me let me I get it. hey weird there's a lot of fluff in this that nobody's gonna care you know two shits about here we are <laughs> all right i want to make clear it's really 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 and we wonder why our constituents look at us and say, what on earth are you doing? Fuck you. All right. <laughs> Moving on. And they're watching right now. If you will forgive me, I want to take the opportunity to read two bedtime stories to my girls. But there's a point to this also. <laughs> what? And the you point heard is that right, simple. dude. All right. Oh, God. Pause. You heard that right. I swear to God, that's what he said. So he was like, my daughters are having TV on in the, in the room right. as they're it's, waiting. It's, I've gone on for so long that it's their bedtime, so I was going to read them a story. It's just it's unfathomable <laughs> to think of somebody talking for 21 and this, hours. This is considered, like, how is this productive to anybody? I mean, I really... Oh, right. Like government buildings are 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 actually known and and made fun of for closing on the dot four p.m. <laughs> I know, know, right? It's crazy to think that someone would go on. And it, I was kind of buffering through the just going through the video real quick, and by the end of it, it's just there was this really sleepy dude beside him, and he disappeared <laughs> right. near the end. Well, dude, okay, this the full breadth of the of these collection of clips is uh, seven and a half minutes and i was bored in that seven and a half minutes <laughs> and that's the best <laughs> stuff we have and should feel is because of our kids it's because of the future that they're facing it's because of the limited limited opportunities they have so i want to read first of all to caroline and Catherine a book Bible stories from the Old and New Testaments, uh, which Great. we often read similar stories at home. This one is entitled King Solomon's... Yeah, yes, question. So, don't you guys have a, you know, separate religion and state kind of, that's pretty yeah, cool? Yeah, it is. The, the pro, uh, that's a completely different topic, but mm-hmm. him citing biblical references on the floor is not at all uncommon. So weird. It's from Proverbs 10, 11, 12, 14, 16, 17, 20, and 21. <laughs> is that it? So that's the first story for Caroline and Catherine. The second one is what they know is my favorite story. It was my favorite story when I was a kid. And it's a story I love reading them. 
I actually don't get to read it to them often because we oh. have a rule at home that they get to pick the books. For whatever reason, they don't pick Dr. Seuss's Green Eggs and Ham all that often. <laughs> so I don't get to read it that often because I tell them, oh, don't pick the books you want to ham. read, and I read it to them. But since tonight, girls, you aren't here, you, got, you girls don't get to pick the book. So I got to pick Green Eggs and Ham. And I love this story, and so I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> How is he allowed? He's reading a children's story in front of the Senate. I don't get it. Why, why, do, why didn't anybody stop him? Like, he, they, they, there's no, like, this is all. Literally, very, nobody's allowed to stop him. This like, is they a procedural. Have to yes. They, no, you're not allowed to stop him. You can oh. ask a question, but you're, you can't, like, force him off the podium. I would not kill if, him I, afterwards. If, I would walk up to him and just, like, Walter White his ass and just like why would you do that? Because uh, I hate Obamacare and it's the death of everyone. He but talks anyway. about his kids and I would think if he was looking out for his kids he would want them to have the same coverage. Like I, well, I just don't understand it. Well, the is it because Obamacare sucks? Like if the result is great but the but the way they're getting to that result is is, is not a good thing, I, then I, let us know. I yeah, but see, that's the thing is you can't. It's hard to tell from. There's no facts. Yeah, it's all conjecture, and it's all. You know, it feels like we're fighting over a word, you know. And and <laughs> I, I still have yet to see like some positive stories come out of this, like someone being affected by Obamacare positively, like someone who had no coverage before, and now because of this Obamacare well, thing, like it's working. Well, we'll see. I mean, even like the whole the reason he's doing this is he's trying to vote to defund it, and it hasn't even gone to effect yet. So that's the point. That's what he's trying to do. But anyway, here let me let me try to get to the White Castle. Sam, I am. All right. Eight percent of small business owners say Obamacare is bad for business. Less than ten percent say it's good for business. Jamie Richardson of White Council, White, White Castle explained Obamacare's impact on their business. In the five years prior to the health care law, we were opening an average of eight new White Castle restaurants each year. In 2013, we plan to open just two new locations. All right. I'm done. While other factors have slowed our growth, it is the mounting uncertainty surrounding the health care law that brought us to a standstill. All right, you're done. I'm not oh gonna. I'm God. done talking about this guy. But anyway, yes, his his fine. You know what? If the world doesn't have four more white castles, I think I'll be all right. You guys should move to Canada. <sighs> we don't have ish, We don't have stuff like this. I swear to God, dude. Like this has gotten to a point where, like, we don't need to talk about this right now, but there's, there is a possibility that the federal government has to shut down for a little while. And so, what? like, I was thinking about it, like, if, if everything goes wrong and, like, the United States ceases to exist as a functional country, then, I mean, Canada is screwed. Everyone's going to go, no one, who's going to want to go to Mexico? Wait, what do you mean shut down? See, yeah, it's a freaking like I, I can understand like Parliament be? not being open, but st- stuff still runs. Are you talking about like everything just stops? Yes, like everything in theory. Like, well, not not everything. Every every there's a difference between federal and state. So the federal government would shut down essentially. 
That's a rule that you guys have? No, it's not a rule. Well, kind of. It's not It's not really a rule. It's more like if we can't agree on a budget... And you then, can't run. Then, then you can't function. Like, you don't know what to pay people. You don't know anything. Hmm. So it, these things... Yeah. Anyway... Okay. Just in his in his twenty four hour rant, he rest, he referenced a speech from Ashton Kutcher, Doug Dynasty, Star Wars, Psycho, and he read Green Eggs and Ham. And but uh, folks, there was much much more. Hmm. Just, oh. He, you know what, Americans, this guy could run for president one day. Have fun with that. I'm getting really just. I'm getting irritated talking about this. All right. Let's talk about something more fun. Yeah. Uh, crack. That's more fun. <laughs> that is more fun. I don't know about that personally. I'm Neither assuming do I. it's more fun. I would think from what I've seen on TV, there is a point when you're on crack that it appears to be fun. I had a, I had a, I had a pastor once tell me that he's like, if, if someone tells you that doing drugs isn't fun at the time, then they are lying to you. If he's like, if you like, if you are, if you are doing drugs and it's not fun, then you're doing it wrong. Right, but the <laughs> aftermath. Uh, yes, it, 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 too. He's like, he was just trying to make a point. It's like it, you, people have fun for a bit, and then it becomes a problem. Drugs are bad. I'm okay with saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say just crack. Crack's bad. Crack is bad. So is heroin. Drugs is a very broad term. It really is, huh? It, you know, people use it to describe a lot of things, some good, some bad. But um, Mayor Ford, uh, Toronto Mayor Ford, he is actually uh, at an all-time high in popularity since he was elected in 2010. Now, the reason I bring this up is not okay. just to bring light that Mayor Ford is popular again but this is the guy who we talked about who had allegedly smoked crack remember that video or allegedly no 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 allegedly he now he's the guy who posed like yeah the crack dealers yeah and and i love that guy (laughs) there's supposedly video that never got leaked uh it's you know there was talk that the guy who had the video actually was killed or went to prison or something but anyways i guess he's at an all-time high and toronto may and he is going to rerun in Toronto, and Toronto may have to, uh, you know, withstand his awfulness for another couple of years. Like, I don't know. Like, here's what I don't understand. The biggest city, like, most popular city in, in the country, and it's got one of the most, uh, just the weirdest mayor, and, like, he's huge, and he's bumbling, and... He only makes the news and goes by my eyes when he does something stupid. I don't think he's actually done anything good for Toronto, but it would be interesting to see. Um, But yeah, someone who is allegedly, uh, he was blamed of smoking crack is actually super popular. Go figure. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like the conversation about drug use is changing. I mean, I don't know about crack and I don't know about this guy. I don't think, like, just based on the pictures, he seems like an idiot. Like, why would you do that? So I don't know exactly why he's popular, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know either. And these polls are, to me, they always seem like, you know, wait until the votes come in. They can be tough to predict, but um, it's never fun to see someone who you 
very much dislike and has affected your city in, in, a, in a negative way to see that he, that he, you know, the newspapers are saying he's on top. It's frustrating. I, I mean, if I lived in Toronto and, and I'm sure I didn't like this guy, like, it would be frustrating to read news like this. Like, you'd want to get out of the city. Yeah. No, I <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, what's his last one, man? I, um, I'm curious. I think you'll love this because okay. uh, we all love Jason Siegel. Yeah, he's great. He of the of the How I Met Your Mother persuasion. Yeah, it, he he's a great guy, and uh, actually he's joined up with Seth Gordon, who is a uh, director, uh, and they're gonna make a movie about a maple syrup heist. Oh yeah, I remember. Didn't we talk about this? Did we? I think we may have. We like, probably uh, talked about the actual maple syrup heist. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I mean. Like oh. the the so they're trying to make a movie about the how much maple syrup was stolen again? Um, over twenty people were arrested. Two thirds of the stolen syrup has been recovered. That's interesting. I'm trying to actually find the the fact you're looking for. Um, well, 13. $18 million, uh, worth of maple syrup. That's a lot of freaking syrup. Yeah. And it's actually funny. The, the thing they have in here is that, uh, maple syrup is worth 13 times as much as crude oil by the barrel. So, huh? It, it's just because That's of the a, process, that might right? Be brilliant. Did this heist happen in Canada? I forget. Yes, it did. Or was this, or was this just Canadian maple syrup? No, it, it happened in uh, Quebec. It happened uh, uh, all right. over the course of two years. Um, yeah. So it's uh, Jason Siegel and who else? Uh, as far as I know, it's only Jason Siegel right now. And I don't know. Like It seems like... I don't know how you make a movie out of this. It's obviously going to be oh, a well, comedy. Um, I think I you could do it. I'm I'm ho- I hope the heist isn't the climax though. I'd like to see like them plan it and do it and then just spend the rest of the time either like being terrified of the of the just what the what they have brought. Yeah, and them just trying to be funny and screw up about it. Yeah, they're calling oh, it Seth, uh... Seth Gordon. Mhm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he did Horrible Bosses, I guess is probably more more recent flick. That's um, cool. But it's described as a comedy with dramatic overtones. So you're probably right. Like the, the climax would probably be some sort of heist. I highly doubt they're no. gonna do a movie about the two years that they were stealing it. No, I no, I hope I it's like a big heist. I think yeah, that see that's where I'm at. I think it would probably be a big heist. They spend the rest of the movie. I would imagine the climax is them getting caught. Right. Yeah, because yeah. and the thing is, like, I kind of think in Breaking Bad, there's a scene where they steal like a couple of barrels of that methylamine stuff. Yeah, um, I kind of hope it's something like that. That'd be I, dude, it's done right. I'll watch it. That yeah. sounds awesome. I love Jason Siegel. Um, it's it's funny. Like uh, I had brought this up on uh, I was talking to a couple Americans about this movie that was being made, and came up with the idea that there is another Canadian, like a very heavy Canadian uh, influence movie. I don't know if you've ever heard of Dudley Do-Right. Yes, I have. So there was a movie remake done with Brendan Fraser. I remember. And I think we should do like something with that at some point. Just putting it out there. 
This just in. Mm-hmm. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, beep, beep. Uh, Mr. Lou Page has given me a story oh. that I think we should save. Oh, tease. I know. Sorry, folks. I Lou, he knew that we were about to record and he sent me this. All right. All right. Thank you, Mr. Lou Page. I appreciate it. We will absolutely <laughs> talk about this in the future. We should. And and you know what? Speaking of the beep 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 beep, um, I, had, I was on uh, TCC, the Citadel right. Cafe, and we had talked about uh, recording this show live. Um, I mean, that's something we need to look into for the beep 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 beeps. Can we not call it that? Well, yeah, that's a little long. I mean... <laughs> Probably easier to say. Uh, you want to do the show live? I, I, it's a suggestion. I think we could. I mean, we wouldn't we get a lot of East could. Coasters because I mean, there's late, no. But... We're live to hard drive anyway. Yeah. We, it's. I have no problem. I mean, I certainly have the functional and you know technological capability of doing that. I don't edit. That's an interesting idea. I. All right. All right, Mr. Murphy. Okay. I can see. I can pick up what you're putting down. Let's put it up. I think Google might be a good place to do that. Sure. Are you? How would you feel about the having a camera? I would have to dress. No, I know, right? <laughs> I, I, would, I, yeah. I was just thinking that. Like, I have to be on camera for the next show I'm doing right after this, anyway. So you get your makeup and on. So I, you know, so you know, I have my pants on. So my that. pants, I could not wear pants. It wouldn't matter. I, I, yeah, I just have to get out of my PJs. <laughs> I usually, just so everybody knows, I usually podcast in my PJs because right after this I go to bed. But uh, even on Saturdays, I'm still in my PJs. Oh, Murphy. <laughs> and on that note, I think we should leave it. PJs are the best. Info at sleepingwiththeelephant.com. And you know what, folks? I would, would love to hear feedback or suggestions of things that you might want us to have us discuss. Mm-hmm. Participate in the conversation. That's what I say. Uh, I My Twitter is the lazy elephant ryan is unhappy beaver that is our all <laughs> our personas if you will i don't know how much of a persona it is but whatever uh we love not the feedback. lazy that's that is not true <laughs> we love the feedback and the reviews give us the five stars in the itunes we did get a review um a while back and i don't know that i we ever acknowledged it at least on the u.s side oh i think we did i think we were up there but if if anybody wants to write but we review, only have one yeah. So if anybody wants to, you know, I know more than one person listens to this. Right, right. So if you would. And maybe they're not listening on iTunes. Like a lot of people get their that's, stuff from podcatchers now. So I guess. No, that's true. Uh, you can find my normal stuff at P. Swickard on the Twitter. Uh, we do all kinds of stuff. And you can find Ryan Murphy at R. Murphy. Uh, Ryan, anything else you'd like to talk about? Mm, yeah, no, not really. I mean, um, I will report back next week on my epic yes. grand outdoor adventure. Sounds wonderful, sir. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. All right, folks. Thank you, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>